So, you came back for more? I'm glad we didn't scare you away yet. It's a good thing, too. This episode is going to blow your mind. How do you go from the desperation of losing your home in an ugly foreclosure all the way to building a multiple income stream empire online with thousands of global customers and the ultimate flexible lifestyle? Today, Jim will tell you exactly how. You're going to love this one, my friend. We're glad you came back. Now let's get this party started. Here's your host, Jim Cockrum. Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim, and today I'm very excited to spend some time with a good friend of mine named Jason Miles. Jason and Cinnamon are two of the poster children, if you will, of Silent Sales Machine success. What I mean by that is they've been studying these principles and applying them. The stuff that we've been teaching in this podcast, well, they've been doing it for a while now. So if you want to meet someone who's been paying attention to the message I've been teaching for the last several years and see where it took them, these guys are someone you should be listening to. They've built multiple income streams. They are supporting a self-funded ministry mission that I can't wait to tell you a little bit about on this show. They have a very flexible lifestyle, and they've put a lot of spokes in their wheel when it comes to having multiple income streams. Now, maybe you're someone who doesn't have any income online yet, and you're wondering, is this show for me? Yes, it absolutely is for you, because this is the kind of inspirational message and education that you should be filling your head with. This is the stuff that will put you on the right path. Now, I can tell you this, neither Jason or I or Jason's wife, Cinnamon, none of us are super geniuses. It's not like there's some special gene that we have that you lack, that you can't do these things. None of this is complicated. It's just not. At no point is there a big, risky crossroad where you have to write a big check or take a huge leap of faith and hope that it all works out. No, these are just slow and steady steps in the right direction that have taken to so have taken so many of us to such incredible places. I think you're going to be very inspired by Jason's story as we spend some time on the phone. So I'm going to give him a call, put him on the line. I can't wait for you to meet two of the coolest people in the silent sales machine community. Hey, Jason, thanks for joining me, man. Welcome everyone out there to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today, I've got with me Mr. Jason Miles. How are Hello. you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Doing great. Great to have you All on right. the show. been really Thank looking you. forward to this, man. And you and Cinema are two of my favorite people. Your names come up all the time <laughs> in our community. You're, I think you're one of the few guys that's been on our stage at our CES events every time now. Is that right? I yeah, think you've been I, at all yeah. four, right? So just a couple yeah. of you guys, because your story just keeps getting better and better and Thank better. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing. And we're going to dive into all kinds of stuff. But let me just give folks a little um, overview of what all we're going to hit today and it, the general theme. And then you and I are just going to kind of have some fun and get caught up, man. We haven't talked in a while, so I just want to hear what's going on with you guys. But awesome. I, yeah. I know you've had some awesome success uh, with Shopify. And you've had some multiple income streams. It's kind of like your heartbeat. You guys have so many cool things going on. I know you've been a big fan of the silent sales machine for a long time. And this story there, we're going to fill people in a little bit on that. 
Um, You're even doing some consulting now. Um, And you guys are in Zambia all the time with what you call, you know, the purpose of your business is this mission, this ministry that you guys run. So we're going to spend some time on all of that. I think you guys are just, you know, if, if we had some, some posters made of like the VIPs of the silent sales machine philosophy, like there would be a poster with your guys' face on it because <laughs> you just, you've taken the concept and run. And I've learned as much, if not more from you guys, as you've learned from me, which is the way it should be. But right. I'm just gonna let you talk for a minute, man. How about we start here? Um, how do we meet? What's your, some of your earliest memories of what Cinnamon was doing at the time? And you just yep. fill us in on your story a little bit. Sure. The backstory is, you know, I, I love telling it and it's, I mean, you're an integral part of it. We, we started on eBay. We were desperate for money in 2007, 2008. We were in a bad housing situation in California and I won't go into the drama, but it sucked. Um, and we needed money. So we started selling eBay. Cinnamon has this amazing talent. She's incredibly good at selling, at making doll clothes. And, um, that's just, it's just like a supernatural gift she has. I mean, it's world-class what she can do. But, um, but Brownie Troop moms asking her what, what she did and where she, you know, where she got the stuff. And she said, I, she made it. And so we got on eBay. First year we had sold $12,000 in total on eBay. The second year we sold um, the same amount, 12000 And But she was totally burned out. And long story short, we lost our house. It sucked. We had to move. And she was just, she felt like she was done with eBay in the summer of 2009. But we had this little brand that we had developed. And so we were in real transition. And I was just, I, I love the idea of being an entrepreneur, but we had to find a new strategy. And I was just looking around for, you know, how do you sell stuff online? How do you, you know, do marketing online? And I found Silent Sales Machine. Um, back in the day, it was silent sales machine hiding on, or hiding on eBay. I think it was, yeah, um, yeah. which it totally to be, resonated for us. It used so, to be all about eBay, like back in version yeah. three or four, we're on version nine. I'm actually writing version 10 right now. You guys yeah. are going to be in that too, by the way, of course. <laughs> well, so your, your advice, and it's still the same advice, but your advice it was, is. you know, look, start on a marketplace nowadays that a lot of people like Amazon back then, a lot of people liked eBay. But then go beyond that in multiple income streams by finding a niche audience and particularly focusing on digital products for them if you can. And so, you know, over that summer when we were really in depression mode and kind of rebooting everything in our life, we, you know, I read the book and we started thinking about how could we, you know, could we relaunch this? Did she want to? Long story short, we started publishing her unique designs as digitally downloaded patterns the first month, September 2009, we sold 11, um, but it totally skyrocketed. And today we run a marketplace called pixiefair.com. It's on Shopify uh, platform. We've had 1.8 million patterns downloaded to date. We do about wow. 40,000 transactions a month. And yeah, I, it, as we're recording this, I don't know if you want me to tell this. Oh yeah, Cyber away. Monday. It, we're we're this is Cyber Monday right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I've just been this weekend. Sorry, my dog is right next to me. She's freaking out. Um, I've been blown away this weekend with the realization that in the last five days, we sold. And I'll, I'll tell you the numbers if you want to know them. Um, it's you know we're just starting Cyber Monday morning right now, but we sold thirty one thousand dollars through our site in the last five days. <sighs> That's now, beautiful. It took me over three years at the beginning of our business to to you know to do thirty thousand um, dollars total. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was you know, so twelve thousand, twelve thousand, and into the third year, you know, we finally started to figure stuff out. But yeah, um, you know, the 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 principles were straightforward. It was yeah. find a niche audience, create a digital product strategy that works, and then go from there. And obviously, we've scaled beyond that now, and we do quite a few things on Pixie Fair. It's a marketplace, um, and we could talk more about that. But bottom line, that's how we got started, and how. And why your book is always so near and dear, you know, to our heart. And um, I got it right here in front of me on my shelf. You know? oh, thanks, man. That's an honor. You know, yeah. something else, you know, we already mentioned that if I had a poster collection series of the silent sales machine heroes, you'd be, you know, there's another poster that you guys would be on. And not everyone gets this one. And sometimes it doesn't resonate with people. But with you guys, it has. And that's the slow and steady approach. You're yeah. not, you're not in a hurry. You're you know. taking tiny steps in the right direction. At no point along this journey have you guys written a massive check and then hoped that it worked out six months from now, right? I mean, no. that hasn't no. been a part. It's slow and steady steps in the right direction. And the beauty of the day and age we live in, Jason, is you can test 50 ideas a month if you want to. You've got, yeah. your, you've got your ideas that you know work and you keep them maintaining. You don't lose focus on those. But why not test new things constantly? It costs virtually nothing to do so. And you guys right. have been characterized by that. And these little experiments, many of them that you've done, have turned into some really huge opportunities. I love, you know, part of this part of the story that I love about you guys too is how resistant you were. I remember, remember when Cinnamon... It reminds me a lot of another good friend of ours, Nancy Alexander. We might get her on here mm -hmm. sometime. It mirrors her story where yeah. she, you're married to an artisan. She is yep. a she is a craft person. She knows her craft well. She builds beautiful things. And but, not a marketer, which is why right. she's never spoken on stage at CES. No, we can't get her up there. We just can't get her. I've tried and tried, haven't I? No, we will get her on stage. No, well, maybe, we, happen, maybe we'll dude. get her on stage. <laughs> if you get her on the stage, then, or if we can do it together it's been a miracle huh? or something <laughs> you know it's it's so funny but but she's just she's precious because she takes her art so seriously and but the resistance you guys had to saying well why would we want to teach other people how to do what we do so well we're just going to create competitors for ourselves and so many times in this business the next level of growth has been exactly that mm -hmm. teach yeah. other people to do the things that you're already doing well that's your digital product you can't right. fake your way into that leadership position. You have to have a little success yourself first, which you guys yeah. did. And then you yeah. started teaching other people. And how many downloads did you say you had? We blew past that number. What's your total downloads to date? Of um, well, it, I mean, it, it changes, obviously, constantly. But it's like at 1.8 million. And we're right. doing about forty to 50,000 a month. So it, it, the, last what percentage? Updated, the last time I updated the, the little chart on our site, it was at 1.5 million, but that was it. Um, I'm looking at my chart right now. That was in um, October 4th. Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah. But the, the point I'm making here, though, one of the bigger points I want everyone to make sure they understand about this is how many of those designs, what percent? Oh, sorry. Are, no, that was back in April. Sorry, I don't know. Oh, wow. So we were way bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but what percent of those millions of downloads – are actually Cinnamon's designs versus this huge community yeah. of designers that you've now grown. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's really what sort of sets us apart. And I always tell people, look, you got, you have to have a defensible product at the end of the day, or you're going to be competing on price. So, you know, you have to have a brand or something that makes you semi unique in a way. If you can, if you, if you can get that, you really can, you know, corner a market in a way. And 
for us, what we started doing was publishing her patterns. And then people started immediately asking us, hey, can you publish our patterns too? Exactly. So we started with just a few other designers who, you know, they, they could have seen us as competitors and we could have seen them as competitors. But instead, and I, I say this even to till today, we're, we are better together with those people than we are competing against them. And so, yeah, it started with just a handful. Now we've got 70 people that are designers that publish on Pixie Fair. And um, some people don't publish with us because they see us as a competitor. And they, it's just a mindset that I, I sure. honestly believe they have wrong. Yeah, but it's right. their choice. Right. Um, and so nowadays, we the way we look at our marketplace is like Cinnamon's brand, the Liberty Jane patterns, are like the anchor tenant in a shopping mall. And I'm curating the shopping mall. It's not like Etsy or eBay or Amazon where anyone can sell on our site. They have to go through an application process. So it's more like a curated marketplace. But Cinnamon's the anchor brand, basically. That's beautiful. And so it's probably on any given month. I mean, she is the anchor brand. And she'll probably, she probably does 40 to 50% of the total transactions are hers. But what we do with a lot of her stuff is we give her items away for free. Um, in essence, we run a freemium model where we give away patterns for free and frequently they're hers that we give away for free. So the transaction volume by percentage is probably 40% hers. But in terms of sales, it's closer to 50, 50. Um, you know I mean? There other people sell a ton. Yeah. On our, so. Yeah. But I, I and, love and that we'll you're probably, um, Oh, I should do the math properly, but we'll probably pay out um, one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars this year in partner royalty payments to the other designers. That's beautiful. So it's a yeah. lot of money. Leadership online has so many advantages, and and there's so many good little side lessons here in your guys' yeah. story. One of them is. Don't be afraid to discover a niche and then own it and become yeah. a leader of others who you teach how to do what you just did. I, I've called it uh, in the silent sales machine book. We call it the two steps for two step formula for massive success, I think is what we called it. But step one is have a little success yourself, just a little yeah. bit. Get yeah. out there, work, stay up late, get up early, go through that period of intense focused effort and energy and make something happen. Once you've done that, the rest of the world is going to be very willing to hear your story and pay attention to what you just did and say, hey, how, yeah. can, I, how can I do that too? Will you lead yeah. me? Will you coach me? Will you consult me? Will you assist me? I want to do that too. So by design, once you've had a little success in business, you're a leader and people look up to you. And then yeah. it's just a matter of, okay, what am I going to tell these folks who are now mm -hmm. listening? So you have to constantly upgrade your leadership game. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's been the story of these, these 15 years for me. You know, yeah. I started off just a guy selling on eBay. My friends and family started saying, hey, what are you doing? And I got tired of getting on the phone with them one at a time, so I put it all in a PDF, and yeah. I passed that out. Pretty soon, that PDF was going viral, and, and people I didn't even know were saying, hey, I want more. Will you coach me? Like, wow, I, I'm going to have to build this out. So I started building it out. I made it a real book. I put websites together. I put courses together, and, and here we are 15 years later. But it all started because I was – figuring out how to sell some stuff on eBay. And I was willing to share what I was learning along the way. Your guys' yeah. story is no different. You've yeah. got a specialty niche yeah. that you've dove into. Um, and you've just had tremendous success. I'm, I'm so proud of you guys. Well, I want to hear 
a little bit about, and we can go in many different directions if there's anything else you want to talk about, but I know something that's close to your heart and a lot of the listeners on here too, it's not just about putting as much money in the bank as possible. Now, we teach people how to do that. That's great. If that's your only mission in business, that's fine. We're going to give you some good info. Mm -hmm. But being very intentional about what is the reason I'm here for these 70 to 90 years that God's put me here? What is it I'm really looking to accomplish? And a lot of those bigger dreams that we have, it, it takes money. And I know a lot of the money you guys are earning, you're doing really well now, goes into a mission and a cause that's very close to you guys' hearts. Just share yep. with us a little bit about that. And and uh, just so everyone knows, uh, I'm actually sending my son with you guys this next time <laughs> you go. He's going to be your photographer, which is cool. Our, my, my yeah. son, he just turned 17, he did. So he he's booking up photography gigs like mad right now, just putting a couple thousand bucks at a time because he's, he's running his own photography business. He's learning these entrepreneurial uh, online marketing strategies, stuff we teach. Um, and he's doing great. But I can't wait to send Trey with you guys to Zambia. Tell us a little bit about your yeah. vision and your mission there. Yeah. So um, as sort of the backstory, I worked in the nonprofit sector for 20 years. I was uh, at World Vision, which is a big international charity for 16 years. And then my last four years in my nine to five job was at Northwest University, a Christian university in Seattle. So then, you know, in January 1st, 2014, I retired from all that and went full time with the family biz here. So my heart was always and you know, sentiments as well was always, um, you know, international missions. And she was with youth with a mission before we got married. And, um, so we've always just really, really cared about the plight of orphans and widows. And so when we started our business, um, we, we had a little personal side project, which was to fund this, um, school. It's in the slum in Lusaka, Zambia. And, um, no, no other Western donors supported them at all. I met them, you know, on a trip and, and, um, it's in this very, very challenging place that honestly no Westerners generally go into the slum. It's not, it's just not a place you want to be. So, but I, you know, there's this amazing lady there who's got a fantastic program. So when we started our eBay business, we needed money to, to pay our mortgage and with that mess and we lost the house. So then after that, um, we moved and we didn't need our eBay money. And, and as I already mentioned, we kind of were rebooting our business. So then, but we still had this lady Esther in our heart and our minds. And so we were like, you know what, maybe let's rebuild this business in a way that's logical and scalable. And let's really have, um, the, the Zambia program be a more central beneficiary and so um, that's what we started to do. So, and then the, those the moms and that lady, the moms of the school that we support, came and said, "Hey, could we could we set up a sewing program and could you help us fund it?" So it turned into a sewing program in Zambia that we were super passionate about, and we had an online business that was all focused on seamstresses and you know doll clothes patterns, and it wasn't hard to marry the two together. And so we set up our charity, which is called So Powerful, S-E-W, Powerful, and began to just do special auctions on eBay and all the money would go to, you know, So Powerful. And it was at first it was just to get sewing machines and stuff like that. Um, Now it's a a real 501c3 and we have um, lots of donors uh, coming alongside us. And the mission and purpose of that sewing cooperative 
is to create what we call purposeful products, which is the ladies there, the seamstress is there, they make school uniforms and they make uh, reusable feminine hygiene pads. The whole purpose of their work is to keep their kids in school and help their kids academically. And we fund and you know, equip the sewing cooperative. So, you know, the ladies there are paid to uh, sew. And so we're all in it together. And our customers, I mean, I just did this thing yesterday where we gave away a doll on our site and it was a comment contest. And we had 2,199 comments and they had to answer the question, why do you love Pixie Fair? And about, you could go look at it on Pixie Fair, but about every third or fourth comment was, I love your heart. I love what you're doing in Zambia. I love your mission. I mean, that that's woven into our customer base. That's beautiful. Um, because of the way, and it's not, you know, we didn't, we weren't trying to do anything smarmy or, you know, no. it was not manipulative. This was our heart, our mission, our passion on the one side and our online business on the other side. And we just started to tell the story. And so, yeah, we've gone for the last three years. We go every year now, take seamstresses with us and they go and they teach and they, you know, see the community and meet the children. And so this, uh, this next year, Trey will go and it'll be our photographer and videographer and that'll be fantastic. It'll be so cool. Yeah. He, so. He's really looking forward to it, uh, taking that trip with you guys. And, you know, the opportunity that we have, I, I like to, from time to time, just remind myself and anyone who's willing to listen to me about I was just talking with, speaking of Trey, uh, we've got five kids. Trey is my second oldest. He's the one who'll be traveling with you but uh, to Zambia this next time. But we were just talking a couple days ago about the fact that if you earn $15,000 per year, 15 US dollars, the equivalent per year yeah. right now in the age we live in, you are a top 1% income earner on the planet. You are oh, yeah. in the the yeah. coveted one top 1%. So the opportunity we have when we're talking about growing Amazon businesses and online businesses and digital marketing and, and coaching and consulting, I mean, the money that we throw around on a day-to-day basis just making lightning decisions about, you know, Starbucks yep. or, you know, we can be changing entire communities. And, yeah. and the number of self-funded ministries is what I call them. That's what I call mm-hmm. you guys and, and great guys like, you know, Jason Tay in Singapore and some of the other people we'll have on our show at some point. Very successful, very sharp entrepreneurs building incredible online businesses and then pouring those resources into things like human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, you know, just I love the community that we've grown. And one of the observations, you know, I used to think, and I think it's something our culture has done, and it's a, it's a huge mistake that we've, we've made teaching our young kids that, well, the, most of the people with money, they're the evil people. The people who have resources, they're the bad guys. You know, you look at even a movie like the Lego movie, the bad guy was Mr. Business, right? It was Mm -hmm, like these mm -hmm. negative messages about business. Yeah. And I think business in and of itself, even if you don't have some big charity behind it, is a virtuous activity. But when you mix in the fact that you guys are just pouring resources and no need to tell me how much, I know the numbers are huge. But as I meet more and more entrepreneurs, they're some of the most giving, generous purpose-driven people on the planet. I've yet to run into anyone in our community who's having extreme success who isn't also just one of the most giving, 
caring, purpose-driven people um, yeah, exactly. with, a, with a cause. You yeah. know, Andrea and I have a vision for, you know, we've got our, uh, we've adopted internationally, as you know, some of the listeners may not know, we've adopted internationally three times. So three of our five kids are from adoptions. Yeah. Um, but Guatemala specifically, where our, our only daughter is from, she's nine. Uh, it's just on our hearts. And $50 in Guatemala, are you kidding me? You can change 50 lives a day. Oh yeah. By sending just 50 bucks a month. Yeah. There. I mean, the, the average income in Zambia is $113 a month. So for our, you know, team that we employ there, we've given them a good solid annual income by what we do now. And our vision is that we're going to double that team this year. And then, so what's super cool to me is I'm, you know, I'm basically in the employment business in Zambia and the ladies that we employ are making a difference in the slum that they live in. But on my business side, on Pixie Fair, in the last five days, I've had publishing partners, our, you know, our partners on our site. I think six or seven of them have made over a thousand bucks in the last five days oh, in sales on our site. Beautiful. So on the for-profit side, I'm as passionate about their success and sales on the marketing side, you know, side of Pixie Fair, as I am on, on in a way, on the charitable side for our, our ministry. Oh, that's program. because you're a true leader. You know, leaders care for the success of the followers, and that shows up. Yeah. You, yeah. You, here's how you can tell a leader who doesn't care for his followers. <clears throat> He's not leading very long. <laughs> you know, that's why I, I look for the guys who've been doing it a while. One of the first questions I like to ask when I'm considering partnering with someone is, so how long have you been doing what you're doing now? How long have you been doing it? It means yeah. a lot to me if you've been doing yeah. it a while because you yeah. can't fake success very long. You can't fake truly caring for people very long before people figure out where your real motives are. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Yeah. You know, uh, something else we haven't even hit on yet. Uh, you've had a tremendous success self-publishing. You and yeah. I, actually, we created a course together. I think it's still the best course on self-publishing. If someone out there thinks they've got a book in them and they want to get that book out, the lessons you and I have learned, I mean, we've between the two of us, we've had multiple number one top sellers on Amazon. Yeah. Um, the Proven Self-Publishing course yeah. is just an incredible course. You did, you did, I'd say, 85% of the content for that. Great course. Um, so if anyone out there is thinking about maybe writing a book, which is a great spoke in the wheel, if you want to create a visual for multiple income streams, and maybe we can talk about this next, but sure. – um, I envision it, and you know, we've been telling people to kind of think of it as spokes in a wheel. And earlier episodes of this podcast, I've really driven it into people's heads that you can't rely on Facebook. You can't rely on eBay or Amazon or PayPal or Google. If you're relying on that one big impersonal entity for your yeah. income, they could pull the rug at any point. And you've got to be yeah. aware of that. The opportunity is huge. Uh, but one of the great spokes anyone can have is – self-publishing, getting a book out there. And you've, you've had tremendous success with that. But you know, what are some of those other spokes in your wheel? And, and what are, is your philosophy on multiple income streams? Does it feel chaotic to you? Or you know, just give us a glimpse into the day-to-day. -day. Like, how do you maintain all these streams of income and all these projects? Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously, your, your personal role changes over time as you grow any kind of revenue line, right? So, I mean, when you're starting out with something, you're, you know, it's you knocking something out and seeing if, if, you know, you can get some traction as stuff grows, obviously you've got to develop a team and figure out how to actually operationalize 
you know, success in a certain area. Build a system, so us, right? Build a yeah, system. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, for us, obviously we started on eBay and then we, we set up our own website to begin selling our patterns because there was, I know it sounds funny, but back in 2009, there was no way to sell digital downloads on any marketplace for, for what we wanted to do. I mean, Kindle existed, but like, so for our, our doll clothes patterns, we had to do it through our own website. So that put us in the track of our own website. Ultimately, Shopify became our solution. And we're so thankful that we got on the Shopify platform in 2013. Um, it's worked great. But we're publishers. At the end of the day, what we're doing is digital publishing. And so we publish PDF documents. And, you know, we're publishing from, you know, three to 20 a week. And our whole business revolves around the publication of those documents and the community of, you know, buyers and downloaders that we've developed. Email marketing has been and continues to be our single best online marketing strategy. There is nothing <laughs> as important <laughs> as getting a marketing system set up. I mean, I just, yep. I, it's just, it's, it's one of those deals where it's just so dang easy that I think people think to themselves, well, I, I mean, there's reasons why people don't do it. And, and I know that, you know, part of it is like, they don't know how part of, but part of it is honestly a, a creativity challenge. Like just this morning, Cyber Monday, I had email marketing to do for our own company and for companies that I manage that, you know, for consulting, which we can talk about in a bit. But, but my, my challenge every day with email marketing is what's my angle? What's my hook? What's my, and not smarmy marketing. It's got to be authentic. It's got to be reasonable. It's got to be friendly and nice and engaging. Um, but if you have the mental and emotional energy to do that and you can set up email marketing uh, there, I mean, that is the key that will unlock any niche community to you. I mean, you know, no you, well, yeah. and when we started with silent sales machine and your advice was, you know, get a digital item. I know, I know my exact numbers. And it was, so it was the summer of 2009, I had an eBay store and they allowed you to have a newsletter list. I had 125 names on that list. Hmm. And so then your advice was, look, set it up, um, you know, a niche product and digital item. So we started doing that. So we started adding email and subscribers by the tens of thousands. Today we have over a hundred thousand people on our list. I always remember you would always say in your marketing that you had a hundred thousand names on your list or over a hundred thousand back then. And I, I always would think, man, that's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, the, it is it's I mean, so weird for email. me to be able to say we have that now. Oh, you're you big, know? you're big time, dude. Like I said, man, I learned more from you guys. I think any more than you learned ever learned from me, just the creativity. And yeah, I, people know I'm a huge fan of email marketing. If they've been listening to the podcast very long at all, it's, uh, you know, it's like having an ATM machine and not to treat your customers like, you know, you could just go grab money anytime. But if you're truly providing value on a regular basis and building a relationship, I mean, yeah. you can build genuine relationships. It's kind of like that, you know, the closest thing I can just grab an example from the top of my head. You know how like if you watch a TV show and you like really get into it and that main character, you're like, oh, I feel like I know Jack Bauer mm -hmm. from the 24 yeah. series. Like, man, I want to meet that guy. And then you see the actor somewhere sometime at the airport or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like you want to go up and you want to meet the guy that's poured so much into your life. And you come up with this. You have <laughs> yeah. this affection and this affinity for that character that you've come to know so well. 
or then you find out they're British and or you something find, like that. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> that was a fake accent. That's not the real person at all. You're like, that was a waste of time. That guy's a clown. He's a jerk. I'm just going to enjoy the show and forget the actor, right? But, yeah. but with email marketing, if it's really you – and you're yeah. being genuinely yourself and you're putting yourself into it, kind of like this podcast. You know, it's, it's another version of that same thing where I'll yeah. have people come up to me at events and they know my kids' names. They know details about my life. It's like we're friends that go way back. The only problem is we've never met. I don't know who, who this person is, but yeah. man, they sure knew a lot about me because I've poured into their life and educated them for, in some cases, a decade plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is a very real relationship that you're able to establish. Now, it's not a two-way relationship. It's a one-way because I, don't, I, I haven't gotten to know all 200,000-plus of my subscribers. Obviously, that's impossible. But do yeah. I care about each of them individually? Absolutely, I do. And yeah. that, that relationship, when I say, hey, guys, here's something you need to pay attention to, and I can blast that out to 200,000 people at a time, yeah. as long as I don't abuse that position of authority right. and yeah. I treat it with integrity – that is a beautiful long term. And uh, you, the best you know, asset. It's the best asset any business can have. Absolutely. And you know the number one abuse that people actually do to their list? They don't show up regularly. You know, faithfulness yes. in email marketing, I think, is the silver bullet in many ways. If you religiously send good stuff every week, and obviously, I mean, that's what you've done. And, but I think honestly, more than people abusing their list by sending spammy stuff or junk, I think the opposite is actually probably the biggest transgression, which is people start email marketing, they get names on their list and they never send messages. And it's just a, it's a total like what it's, it's like being an absentee parent. It's like, you know, you know, you're never going to talk to your kids. That's not going to go well, you know? Um, so there you, you go. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter or not, but here, it, it, check out the tweet. This is my most recent tweet. I only tweet like once every two or three days. I'm not a big Twitter guy, but it, people can find me there if they want to find me. Here's my Twitter post. You just said the word faithfulness. Okay. Yeah. Check this out. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Wow. That's email marketing and, stuff and right here, there. Here, exactly. And dude, here, here's, here was my comment on that scripture this morning. I, I said, who teaches faithfulness anymore? Mm, it's yeah. a key to business life and success, but who's teaching it? No one is, only wow. except the really wise people. That's who teaches faithfulness. So dude, kudos, lots of wisdom. I didn't even see you say any of that. That's no, super cool. How, yeah, how, that's you awesome. know, I mean, that's just how, that's just how wow. God works, dude. You and I yeah. both know that's how God works. But faithfulness, yes. And I don't teach that component of email marketing very often, but you just hit the nail on the head, dude, because I call it a, I call it a stale list. If you yeah. haven't contacted those people in 60 days, no. what you've got is a stale list. They don't and know. And I'm guilty of that too. I have oh, lists. Sure. And, you know, as you grow, you end up with segmented, you know, lists for different purposes. I'm guilty of that same thing. I've got a list right now. I'm thinking about, you know what? I've not been good at being consistent with this group of people. It's 3,200 people. And it's a big mistake for me to be a flake with those people. And so, yeah, I mean, that's part of part of doing it. it so, there's, anyway. a, there's a contract. You know, when someone gives you their, your, gives you their email address, there's a yep. contract that, you know, it's, it's almost a covenant relationship at that point, for those who appreciate that language, where they're saying, you know what? I'm going to trust you with this. Yeah. With the understanding that you're going to deliver above and beyond what you just promised me. 
And yeah. so you have to treat that. And that's why I don't like when people use terms like driving traffic. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. who, who wants to be driven or herded anywhere? These right. are individuals. And so even when I teach email marketing strategy and writing email copy, I write emails as if I'm going to send it to my mom. And if I wouldn't send it to my mom, I don't send it. And I address, I'm, I'm thinking of her as I'm writing it because I know she's interested in online business. I know that, you know, she actually works for me now, but I'm thinking, you know, would this resonate with her? Is this genuine? Yeah. Would I really say these things to my mom, to a friend, to someone I love? Would I really say these things to them? Do I really believe it that much? If not, I'm not going to say it. And that shows up even in email copy. Yeah. Um, so man, great exactly. topic. Um, Love it. So, so uh, what else you want so to talk about? So, multiple income streams. Yeah, Let's I mean, do so that. For the odd part for our little biz, and what's always comical, I think, for our presentations is, you know, I, I mean, I think it's probably fair to say the majority of your audience are marketplace sellers on, you know, Amazon or eBay or that kind of thing. And I might be wrong, but at least a lot of them that show up for the CES conference. And so we we have never been, you know, once we left eBay, we never went to Amazon. And so every conference I speak at, every time I'm talking on, you know, with, with the folks about these topics, they, you know, the first question is, why aren't you on Amazon? You know, why aren't you blowing it up on Amazon? And that's never been our income stream strategy. And maybe it will be someday, but for right now, that is not what we're focused on. And we're happy with that. Um, self-publishing has been fantastic. I, I got lucky in a way with uh, book contracts through McGraw-Hill. So I have three books that are traditionally published and in bookstores. Um, and so that's been a track for us. And, and, and then lately now, it's been local consulting. And I really got challenged or kind of, you know, I guess, fired up about local consulting uh, at the last CES conference. So I talked to Mike Lemoyne and talked to Diana Ratcliffe and a few others and really decided I was going to start to do local. And, uh, so that's been really fun, but, but, you know, so that's a different, different income stream for us. My writing is a different income stream for us. Cinnamon's been published as well, traditionally published with the idiot's guide books people. Um, so those are, those have been our multiple income streams beyond, um, you know, our, our main website. And, and, you know, I want to hear too, you know, very specific, after I make an observation, I want to hear you address a very specific question, and that is this. Does it ever feel like chaos? So give that some thought. But sure. let me just make an observation. You know, we've mentioned the conferences a couple times. They're called the CES conference. This is a major theme in the Silent Sales Machine book. It's a major theme of this podcast. If this happens to be the first time you've ever heard me talk, though, bear with me for just a second, those of you who know exactly what CES is. But CES is basically the three income streams that we teach in our community. They complement each other. They support each other. If you get good at one, it propels you into easy success in the other two. And it's basically C, E, and S is consult, expand, sell. Consult or coach, teach other people what you know. E is expand, like write books, grow your email list, uh, get out there on social media and introduce people to the ideas and what you have to share. And then S, where most people start, where the vast majority of our audience tends to stay, you were correct, is selling physical product, which is the biggest and best opportunity in the world right now. And you do need to get on Amazon, by the way. So I'm going to keep keep pushing you. I will keep, you know, how tenacious (laughs) I can be. Um, But, you know, you guys aren't even on Amazon yet. And you're doing all these incredible income streams. Here's the thing. 
When Amazon buys our marketplace for us to bolt onto fabric.com, which they own, then I, I will technically be selling on Amazon. <laughs> You're waiting for that big check from Bezos, aren't you? Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's coming, buddy. It's coming. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, man. So, so talk about multiple income streams. Does it ever feel like chaos? Do you ever feel like your job owns you or is it the other way around? So, um, I like to contrast it, compare and contrast to my nine to five career. You know, I spent 20 years, um, working regular job and it was a, I mean, I was a executive director of a charity for a long time, like 10 years and then senior VP ultimately. So, um, it was, that was stressful times. My last four years, I drove an hour and a half each way to get to my office at the university. So, you know, I always say, is it stressful or is it, you know, crazy compared to what I used to do? You know, that's the only thing I can, I can do. Um, and I I just got to tell you, like our routine now is just a lifestyle. You know, we, we launched my, my first book, Pinterest power launched the morning I woke up, we were in a mansion on Kona. We were staying there with four friends. We won it in an auction, like we bid together and, and my books launched. I'm up at like 5 a.m. My buddies start to wake up. You know, the guys wake up kind of a couple of them woke up early. They come out right. to get their coffee. They're like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm launching my book, man. You're hitting the refresh <laughs> button on your computer. <laughs> bump, 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 bump. Refresh, refresh. Look at those sales. So, I love it. So that's just the, you know, and we've done that all over the world. We run our business from Zambia when we go there. We, we've launched major campaigns uh, from, you know, we, we, were, we were at our, our 20th, anniversary honeymoon getaway, you know, your 20th anniversary getaway. We, we went to Carmel yeah. and Monterey and we launched a campaign that made us 17,000 bucks when we were, cinnamon and I were just together just because we were like, Hey, we need money <laughs> next month. And, and what can we do? So, so to me, it's not like, I mean, and I'm not saying we're rich. We're not rich. In fact, our business strategy is to just take enough money out of our business to live on and leave money in our business to grow the business and then obviously support our charity in a big way. So it's not about, I mean, I don't, you know, I have a 2003 Passat, you know, I'm not, I'm not about the Ferraris. Yeah. Um, it, but same the lifestyle here. piece is really huge to me. And yes, yes. so for me, that's what I focus on. And so, you know what, I'm up at five in the morning, six in the morning, um, doing work. Um, some nights we're up till midnight, launching something that has to launch at midnight. But if I had to add it all up, I mean, I could tell physically when I was stressed out, I could feel like, I don't know if it's my blood pressure or heart rate or something, but in my old job, I, I, I could tell the days where I was physically like, well, I get a headache cause I was stressed out and we just don't, we don't have those days anymore. It's just not the same kind of stresses, you know? I mean, it's, it's more about, momentum, passion, enthusiasm for what you can kind of accomplish. Yeah. Not about the demands of a high pressure meeting or, you know, those kinds of old nine to five job, uh, dynamics. Um, they're just gone. Taking back control, taking back control of your day and your time. I mean, it, 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 I've been doing this for 15 years now, as far as full time on the internet, launching multiple income streams, doing stuff like I'm doing right now. And it yep. literally never gets old for me having that flexibility any morning I want to to say, yeah, you know what? I had my alarm set for X, but I'm just going to sleep in. Yeah. You know, I don't, like set, I don't set an alarm hardly 
forever. My body's on this clock. I mean, I get up, I take my run. Um, you know, if yeah. I've, I've got a routine, it's not a set in stone routine. I call myself, um, I call it disciplined distractibility, meaning uh, yeah. I know how my day is going to go unless there's an exciting di- distraction of some kind. And now I'm not talking about, you know, someone calls and says, Hey, let's do lunch. And it's a stranger. No, that doesn't, right. I'm not going to do that. Family stuff, kids I, stuff. I'm talking about, Hey, yeah. it, it was supposed to be rainy and 40 degrees outside today, but it's actually 70 and sunny. We're going to the zoo. So yeah. I, I am, I have enough discipline built into my schedule, but there's enough flexibility there too, that if an yeah. opportunity pops up, or you call me and say, Jim, you know, we need to talk. This is a great idea. We need to get on this opportunity. You know, I've got enough flexibility in my schedule. I can hop on those. So it's a, it's a fun mix for me of a disciplined schedule and I'm very distractible if need be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one of my We're favorite, the same way. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes um, you know, that I've, I've put in the silent sales machine book and, and we talk about, you know, the difference between successful people and very successful people is very successful people say no to almost everything. So mm-hmm. I'm saying no constantly. I pay people to say no for me all day, every day. Right. <laughs> yeah. But oh, those, yeah. but those good, those, not the, just the good ideas, but the right ideas need to be able to float up and get our attention. So it doesn't feel like chaos to me either. It feels no. like, it feels like I've got a great de- deal of control over my schedule, over what I'm going to be doing, over the projects I'm excited about. Um, yeah. It, I don't now, know. There's one, there's one piece that is very different and that's, you know, obviously being an entrepreneur, you, you know, that you can do a lifestyle business where you just, you know, paying your family bills and you're, that's what you achieve and, and that's what you accomplish. And you don't have to worry about scaling a business. I'm a team builder. I like teams. I want to have more people join our our team and help us grow. So for me, there is a piece of it that there's, it's, I wouldn't call it chaos. I would um, call it continuous job review where cinnamon and I have to continuously say, what are we personally doing? And it, you know, is everything getting accomplished? Do we have to do ourselves? And then finding new partners to add to the mix there's and that a great continuous, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's that's, a great lesson there. This is some actually some Hebrew, and I, I introduce episode zero. It's not on iTunes, but if you want to go back and hear why I reference the Hebrew culture so often in my podcast, you can you can learn about it. Episode zero at silentgym.com. But one of the lessons that that they teach is there's no such thing. Every Hebrew, every Jew would understand this if they've got a biblical based view of business. There's no such thing as a static or steady state. Mm, of yeah. business or relationships. Just right. like, you know, you can't say, yeah, my wife and I have pretty much the same relationship for eight years now. You know, nothing's changed. It's pretty much, no, it's either improving or it's going downhill. And every day, every week, every month, you can track it, you can chart it. It's either improving or it's going downhill. Your business, your relationships, they're all that way. There's no steady state. So when someone says, ah, oh, Jim, you know, I just, I just want to make 500 bucks a month. That would help me pay that, that, you know, that I'm happy at that level. That's all I want. That's all I need. I'm like, oh, okay, I can help you get there, but we're not going to stay there because that's not possible. You're either going to get there and then trail yeah, or off, yeah, exactly. interest and decline, or yeah. you're going to get there and you're going to go up, which do you want it to be? You're going to build systems. I'm not saying you got to work 80 hours a week to grow it. I'm saying you're going to work fewer hours maybe and grow it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're going to build systems. You're going to get the right p- partnerships in place. You're going to see opportunities that you pursue. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no steady state. It's just it doesn't happen that way. That's not how business exactly. works. 
Um, so understanding that gives us gives us an advantage. There's always something to improve. There's always something to to build on, to grow. And there's always lessons to learn. There's always something we bad habits we need to purge out. Um, so I love studying that stuff, man, and, and we yeah. apply it. You guys have done so well applying that. Um, I just I'm excited about all the projects. You know, um, you guys have a Shopify course. We'll put that in the the show notes as well. You guys have done so well on Shopify. You guys created a course for that. I think do we call it proven yeah. proven Shopify? Is that what we call it? Proven Shopify course. Yeah. Proven. Let me double check, but yeah, proven Shopify course. We'll put it. Um, in the, we'll put it in the show notes so people can check yeah. that as well. Ridiculously underpriced. Great course. And what are the books that you've written, Jason? Remind me. You've got Pinterest Power. Yeah. So the books with McGraw Hill are Pinterest Power, Instagram Power, and YouTube Marketing Power. Um, and then we've self-published um, half dozen as well, more than that. Um, yeah, but those are the ones that you can find at Barnes and Noble and that kind of thing. Um, and the Shopify course. Um, you know, I mean, it, my, my book writing journey is a, a little bit interesting. So, you know, we have about mm, 3000 to 4,000 people who use our patterns on our website for their own sales on eBay or at craft shows, you know, they make doll clothes and sell them. Well, I started blogging for them and that turned into the real Pinterest power book with McGraw Hill, um, through the blog. And then the, the other books followed because I had the relationship with McGraw Hill but I haven't really had a topic I wanted to go deep into and really, really become, I guess, what you might call an authority on until Shopify came along. And um, so this Shopify course, we're super excited about. Yeah, I mean, we, it's um, the price for the My Silent Team, you know, Jim Cockrum community is 19 bucks, I think. Yeah, um, ridiculously yeah. underpriced. And, and this- that's... And pay that's attention. a sweetheart deal. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. For those yeah. of you who sell on Amazon, and maybe that's your only model, one of the goals of this podcast is to, yes, absolutely help you maximize your Amazon business. Let's get it huge. But multiple income streams is a the theme of every podcast show. And one of the next logical steps might be to go in, uh, especially those of you who've been selling an inch deep and a mile wide, you're selling yeah. five of this, three of that, four of this, six of that. You haven't really found that niche where you're excited yet. If you go in and dig into your business reports in Amazon, Amazon will tell you what the most exciting products are that you've sold so far. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've sold probably 4,000 different types of items in the last few years because we believe in the inch deep, mile wide approach to selling a little bit of everything. But Amazon, yep. in just a couple of seconds, you can sort your report and say, which of those items that I sold were people really excited about? Meaning I got a ton of views for those yep. listings. Exactly. So now we know, wow. And we discovered there's a certain type of artist uh, utensil that I'm not going to go into real depth on because it's a niche we're exploring. But we're like, wow, really? Thousands of people a day are looking for that on Amazon? Let's mm-hmm. private label one of those. Let's build a Shopify page because obviously the world is looking for this item by in the droves. Yep. That's the direction. That's how we think. That's how my brain yeah. works on all of this. Exactly. Yeah. So you you can discover these huge opportunities by taking our advice to be an inch deep and a mile wide. Um, but you guys have had some great, so yeah, check out that Shopify course. Yeah, and we'll we've s- had over 800 people take it now. And yeah. so we're blown away by that. Um, and it's, it's one of those deals that's interesting because it's immediately turned into a, a consulting business really for me. That's and, a great segue. I want to talk about that because a lot of people are, yeah. are 
they're intimidated by the thought of consulting. They think, oh, well, that's what people with suits and ties and they go to fancy businesses and they have business cards and letterheads and, yeah, all, you know, yeah. it can be such a simple model. And I haven't even talked to you about this yet, but what does your consulting look like? I know you just, you've only been doing it, what, a few months now? Yeah. When I got back from CES, I was super like, sort of just, you know, convicted about, I, I need to do this. I, it's time to do this. I want to, I want to do it. I'm really, I'm in the right mental place in terms of our core business. I've got enough freedom of time to really step away from it. It's, I mean, in essence, that machine is running. Cinnamon's running our business and I can set up a new business. So, um, when I launched a Shopify course and I saw so many people interested in the topic, I was like, that's awesome. And then I have a buddy who I know from, you know, I used to work with him who's insane at online advertising. I mean, he's, he is legitimately super insanely good at it and both on Amazon and direct, you know, Facebook and Google ads, that kind of thing. So I went to him and I said, you know what, man, I want to start a consulting company and I want to focus on three things, the e-commerce platform itself which Shopify is kind of my go-to site, um, social media, which I've written books about, and then online advertising, which I want you to really anchor and be on point for. And we'll be 50-50 partners and let's blow this up together. And so he was immediately like, yep, I'm all in. Let's do this. So we've set up a company and we focus on those three core things, e-commerce, social, and advertising. And um, people have been coming our way and signing up. And we've been um, really having a great time helping people untangle the problems they have on their websites and then the kind of gaps and mistakes that they're making on social. And I include email marketing in that mix, really. I always say social media, uh, email marketing is the original and best social media. Um, Yeah. So those are the three buckets that we're operating in. Um, And our little company is called um, Online Selling Team. Uh, um, and so we're excited at onlinesellingteam.com and Kyle and I are, are starting to work with local companies and, and finding good success. I mean, we're managing their you know programs for them and we've kind of got this tier where, you know, if somebody comes to us and they can't afford our help, then I send them to the Shopify course and I say, look, here's a free coupon, go take this course, um, and read a book, you know, for 10 bucks, you can buy my book on Amazon, um, about social media. But if they've already got a company, they've already got traction, they just they really are stuck with no good social media, e-commerce or advertising strategy, then we are happy to jump in and and uh, be their chief marketing officers in a get in a way. I mean, I guess that's the role we're performing for our our new clients. Yeah, so. it's such a huge opportunity. One, you know, for those listening right now thinking, oh, I don't want to set up a new company. I don't want to get into that business. Uh, you don't have to do all the steps that you think you have to do in order to be a consultant in this industry. Right, right. If you've successfully sold product online, even just a few items on eBay or Amazon, you know more than 95% of the general population. And they would yep. love to have you help businesses, small businesses, individuals. They need help. They have so many questions. And you don't have to have all the answers either. That's the magic of this is like if you just belong to our free Facebook community and you run into a snag, you know, we've taught my partner, we uh, launched offlinebiz.com several years ago. It's it's basically a collection of all the knowledge we have about how to do the C, the consult part yeah. of CES, right? Yeah. Just packed with all kinds of great content and information. And I know really, I've been going in there all the time yeah, lately. It, 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 it the internet really <laughs> hasn't changed 
You know, I mean, nothing new under the sun. That's true on the internet. You know, sure, Facebook pops up and it'll fade away. Twitter, you know, MySpace was huge for a while, right? I mean, like, but the rules are still the same. Email marketing is the best use of social media. You want to be growing your email list, how to build relationships with people. And then you get out into the real world and you're dealing with businesses. I've, I still don't have a business card, Jason, for this. I don't, I don't have a business name. I do. I have thousand dollar an hour clients that pay me gladly, but that's because they figured out I'm a guy who knows how to help them with what they need. And I, when I don't know the answer, I go to the community and I say, Hey guys, here's an interesting situation I'm up against. What do you guys think? And so I can solve virtually any online marketing website. And I haven't had to add a bunch of skills to my arsenal either. I don't know how to build a website. I can well, pay. and I think the simplest one for your community is just the realization that there are so many companies that have a screwed up Amazon account situation. And if you know yeah. how to sell on Amazon, you could easily manage a company's Amazon situation. I mean, we're running into companies that through our through Pixie Fair that we work with that as vendors, and they don't understand how to make Amazon work well for their company. And I know we could pick them up as clients if we wanted to sell on Amazon, but I'm not the Amazon guy. You know what I mean? So there are tons of companies out there like that who need help. And and that's the simplest one, but there's so many ways. And that's one of the things here. Let me just connect a couple dots for people listening. Maybe you have your one Amazon account and that's your income stream right now. And it's going great. That's awesome. We love you. We've got plenty of content for you, but what if you had 25 Amazon accounts tomorrow? How much better position would you be in? And you're getting a percent of each of them. Only one of them is yours, but you've got these clients now. You're running their Amazon account for them, and they're paying you a percent of the results. We've got a module inside the Proven Amazon course that addresses this very topic, goes very deep into it. And believe it or not, Jason, I think you're fully prepared to take those clients on. It's not rocket science, dude. Maybe. It's not. It's really not. I mean, because all you have to do is say, yeah, I'm part of a community of – the, the strongest Amazon sellers in the world. I'm part of that community. I'm actually the leader in that community. I've been on the well, pod, my, right? My partner, Kyle, could take it on. So yeah. yeah. So you don't turn down, you don't need to turn down yeah. any business or you just refer them over for a finder's fee, right? right? Like I know that if, as a result of this podcast, you and I didn't even talk about this before this, but let's say someone's listening to this right now they're like, wow, I'd love to hire Jason for my business. We're trying to get our widgets going X, Y, and Z, and we need some help. And they call you and say, hey, I heard you on Jim's podcast. You'd send me a referral fee. That's just how professionals operate. So why not do the same thing with you? If you have an Amazon client that comes to you and like, oh, we're trying to get on Amazon. We're struggling. We need X, Y, and Z. You send them to me or send them to someone in our community, and we send you a finder's fee. That's just how we represent. I mean, that's how we operate in this industry. You know, if someone sends you a client, you take care of them. Yeah. Um, and there's so much of that out there. So there's really no need to turn down any client. I mean, we've got we've got consultants in our community dealing with Fortune 500 clients, huge, all the way down to people who only do small town dentists. You know, that's yeah. all they do. Um, yeah. So the opportunity is huge. But I love how we've spent, you know, you could go back and listen to literally every part of this podcast again. And everything we've talked about falls into the C, the E, or the S, the consult, right. expand, or sell. And you guys are hitting on all cylinders. Um, which just, oh, thanks, man. It's so yeah. awesome. I, I love partnering with you guys. And we'll have to have you come back again. I'm sure there's some things maybe we forgot um, that we could have gone over today. There's just so <laughs> many cool things going on in the world. And like you mentioned, man, we're right in the middle of Q4 as we record this. So both of our businesses are blowing up as we record yeah. um, this record-setting days. And uh, what an exciting time to be an entrepreneur, man. Uh, but yeah. I'm blessed to call you a friend. 
and love hanging out with you guys, man, every chance we get. But is there any last little you know, tidbits or anything that we forgot today that you think we need to throw out there that would be of benefit to, to the folks listening today? Yeah, I mean, I think the main one would be it's so hard to have a beginner's mind on some topics. And, you know, I know there are people who are listening to this who have heard about your, you know, silent sales machine book, but haven't read it. You know, they probably heard about it for 10 years or, you know, five years and haven't read it. And to me, it's like, if you're a constant learner, then go back. I mean, go back and read silent sales machine. I guess I'm plugging your book for you, but, and, and then, you know, you know what sure. your email marketing course is like seven bucks, I think, right now online, or it's yeah. you know it's, it's free and it's, packed. It's and, free if you buy the uh, Silent Sales Machine book. My yeah, that's right. Thanks for that. It's it's free. Buy the so, Silent Sales Machine book for five bucks, you get it free. Those fundamentals. I mean, it's kind of like I always think of the stuff like kung fu, which I don't know in any way, shape, or form. But <laughs> it's kind of like there's only a couple moves, and it's kind of like that old you know the the person who said, I don't want to fight somebody who knows a thousand moves or has practiced a thousand moves. I want to fight some, I, I don't want to fight someone who's practiced one move a thousand times. And if you get real, real good at some of the just basic, how to sell in a marketplace, how to do email marketing, dude, I mean, that's, those are the cornerstones that yeah. you really need to know. So anyway, I mean, yeah. that would be my encouragement would be go back and study the basics. I appreciate it. it it's not a complicated book. Um, and, and it's not necessarily a common sense book either. There, we, one of the, my, my favorite chapters that it's nothing I came up with. It's, this is just me observing a lot of people making the same mistakes is, uh, and you can go grab this free. If you go to silentsalesmachine.com, grab the two free chapters. One of them is all the places where you shouldn't start. And we've, we, we've yeah. had entire podcasts dedicated to yeah. that concept, but just keeping you off of all the silly, stupid mistakes that you could make in your yeah. first year. If yeah. you just do that and you avoid all the stupidness that's out there, um, it, it's really hard to go wrong from there. Uh, you know, we, we have people stumbling their way into $10,000 a month of profit on Amazon right now. It's like, I still don't know what I'm doing, but the bank account's yeah. blowing up because, <laughs> because, you know, the whole world, I mean, these are just news headlines from, you know, just the past few days is, holy cow, like year over year, 20 plus percent increases for single day shopping. Like this yeah. was a Black Friday news story just a few days ago. Is where this is, you know, November 2016 as we're recording this. But yeah. you know, the year-to-year -year change online shopping jumped 20%. And we're still only talking about less than 10% of all retail shopping. I don't, yeah, like, yeah. I don't like throwing numbers out there. It's hard to follow sometimes. But if, if you just envision this big pie that is all retail shopping, online and offline, everything all put together, only a tiny piece of it is online. Right, but it's growing so fast that you're crazy not to get in on it. So, and I and here's my one little piece, just if I can add a tiny bit to that. I know because I was in that spot that when you hear about stuff like this, your first response is so frequently, "I missed it. I missed my shot. I missed my <laughs> chance." Right. But it's so 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 wrong to say that right now. I mean, it's like the new world was discovered. 15 years ago. And when you think about the new world being discovered a hundred years on or 200 years on or 300 years on the people who heard about it and went to America 15 years after Columbus or whoever the Vikings or whoever discovered America, no one discovered it. You know what I mean though? I, I follow um, you. If you, if you have that, if you allow yourself to believe that you've missed it, 
it will shape your behavior in such a destructive way. But if you'll just learn the fundamentals and jump into it, a couple of years will go by, you'll look back and you're like, dang, I'm so glad I did this. I'm so glad I got into <laughs> no, yeah. it. You're not in. too late. Really now is actually, from my vantage point, it's a perfect time because we've yeah. learned, so, we've taken so many of the lumps and the bruises. Yeah. You know, you've got your, you've got your pioneers that just go out there and they take the arrows and they get in the, they, you know, they fight the bears and they wrestle through the woods. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's already happened. Now you yep. can kind of come in and you can be a settler in this new, this new territory. You know, I say frequently, there's only two good times to start an internet business. One of them is a couple of years ago. Yeah. And the other is right now today. Yeah, exactly. Because things are just growing so rapidly that, you know, no, nobody is too late. There's no, ignore the saturation stuff. The numbers are insane. Business is being reshaped. And those of us who understand the kind of stuff we're talking about on this podcast and these concepts, you have such an advantage going forward. Um, yep. It just, it's right there for you. So yeah, we, but take your time, check us out, check out our free Facebook community, go in there and see all those excited people. They're no smarter than anyone else. Just people who are willing to get in there and do a little bit of work and build incredible businesses online. Well, exactly. hey man, say hey to, J- to uh, Cinnamon for me, Jason, if you would. And man, just appreciate you guys so much can't wait to see you again and we'll have you back as a guest at some point in the future as well how's that sound awesome thank you so much right, man buddy. honestly from the bottom of our hearts we really really appreciate all you've done for us as well man, appreciate it's an honor working yep. with you guys all right well yep. we'll talk to you soon thanks jason yep.